Welcome to the Geek Exploring On Off-Topic Debrief. I'm John Williams. And I'm Ben Robinson. And uh, this is the show where we uh, blibbity-blab about the things we heard this week. You know what's funny is that no matter how many times we do this, whoever's taking that first thing about the, like, th- where we do blah, 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 we always struggle with it. No matter how many times we've done it. We've done it many, many times. Yeah, like, at, at least, like, I mean, we've probably done it 20 times. We're just awkward dudes. <laughs> well, yeah, here we are. Casual show, talking about stuff. We don't usually predicate our conversations, so it's kind of bizarre. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, this, it be, it's not it's not for, as formal as the regular podcast, but it's uh, more formal than our normal conversations, so it's in the weird zone. Yeah, if we were just talking about something, it'd be like, hey, guess what happened? You know, like, we'd be talking... As we do after this intro. Hey, John, I'm going to talk to you about this thing now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Ben, did you hear about the Dune trailer? Nope. Oh, we know I did see it, but it was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. This is something that probably happened just after we recorded our last off-topic debrief, because it's not so recent. Yeah. When you mentioned it, I was like, didn't that happen? Didn't like, did we not talk about that? Was that a thing before? But yeah, it was because it, it seems like it was forever ago now. Yeah, I mean, it It was probably two weeks ago, which is about what our schedule is, generally. Um, so, Dune trailer, are you stoked? Uh, yeah-ish. I mean, I, I've tried to read Dune like four times, and I, it's not that I didn't like it. It didn't grip me enough to keep going back to it, and then I wait way too long and have to start over again. So I've read like the first five or six chapters of Dune, like... Four or five times. So you know that shit really well. Did you recognize anything from the trailer? I mean, it looked like they were on, what, Arrakis or whatever? The I think desert, that's the name. The desert planet. And uh, I've heard something about sandworms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it looked cool. It looked like it could be good. I'll, it looked like an interesting sci-fi movie. So uh, did I'll, you I'll watch um, it. Did you watch the old David Lynch one? Years and years ago. I haven't seen it any time recently. And there was also a series that was made, a TV series based on, did you ever watch that? I did not see that at all. All right. See, I'm, I'm coming from the angle where I never saw the David Lynch movie. I, I never read the books, never saw the series, but I love Denis Villeneuve's style. So I've been really excited for this and I really wanted to be super stoked after seeing the first trailer. Like I want to understand why people love this property but this trailer really didn't hit me at all. It was kind of a bummer. And I, I remember watching a, a show on YouTube where they were speculating that the trailer was aimed at people who knew the property. That like the people who were watching would be like, oh, that's that fucking thing that I love. That's that other thing. Oh, that's that character. And I totally get that. I bet that's what it was. But it just it did nothing for me. I don't know if that's a great trailer tactic, because I think those people are probably going to see it. Regardless, because they're already fans. Like, you want to try and bring in folks that aren't familiar with the franchise, right? Yeah, that's the same thing that they said on that show. They're like, fuck, like, that's that's scary. Because, yeah, like, you make a new Star Wars movie, like, the most hardcore Star Wars fans are in no matter what. But for the other people, like, you better show them something they want to see. Well, maybe it's not scary, though. Like, if they're making this for the fans and making a faithful adaptation of the book, that's a good thing. So if they're like, hey, you know, this is, you know, if you haven't heard of Dune by now, fuck you. Like this shit's been around for 50 fucking years. Uh, we're making a movie about it. If you haven't heard about it, uh, go, go ahead and watch it. But this movie's not for you. That's yeah. that. There's some value to that. I mean, making something for a new audience 
if that's your main goal, then uh, you generally alienate the existing audience to a degree. See, I think the danger in this is is the same problem that the marketing had with um, with Denis Villeneuve's last movie, which was uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, where they were making that movie for the fans, but it was something that they were hoping to expand it, and they played to the fans, and it tanked. So that that's that's just what I fear personally. Um, I never saw twenty forty nine. I really want to, but I wanted to watch the original again. So you're the reason it tanked, huh? Well, fuck. I mean, they, they should have done a better job. No, I'm just kidding. No, I was stoked for it. But yeah, like I said, I just wanted to watch the original one first. And I think when it did tank, it sort of took the wind out of the sails, even though the people that did see it loved it. You know, so yeah, maybe I'm just an asshole for having not seen it. But I don't know. For me personally, I'm perfectly fine with someone making a good, faithful adaptation of a movie and it failing. And that being the end of it, that doesn't bother me. A good movie came into the world, and uh, they're not going to make uh, 30 fucking four of them. I'm fine with that. Yeah, but what about a second one? Or what about, I mean, well, well the thing with... It's already a sequel to a movie that was, it's already like a, a rebooted sequel to a movie, you know, at least as far as Blade Runner goes, to a movie that... Oh, you're talking about Blade Runner. ...was around. I don't really give a shit if they make another one of those. Make a good one and be done and move on. Okay, I thought you were talking about Dune. But, but what if... What if this is another, you know, hundred million or, you know, $200 million flop for a studio. And then all of a sudden, like a visionary creator, like Denis Villeneuve is kind of in the shitter. Like, cause after Blade Runner 2049, you know, like he could have not ever gotten another big project, but I mean, anybody who watches his movies will agree that, that he is a visionary creator. And like with 2049, it was all just a marketing problem, which is what I fear this is for Dune because everybody who, who knows anything about it says it looks fucking great. So, yeah, I, I can see that. Like, it would be a shame if he didn't get a good run at it because of marketing again. Yeah. But also I'd rather he came in and made two great movies and fucking got blackballed than uh, made seven or eight Michael Bay films. <laughs> yeah, but Glogdam Michael Bay keeps making money at the box office, so he gets to keep making movies. Yeah, I exactly. would love for Denis Villeneuve's movies to do well so he could keep doing good movies. Yeah, well, that's not the world we live in. <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> Uh, I guess speaking of uh, sci-fi trailers, uh, did you see the uh, Mandalorian season two trailer? I did. I knew it was coming soon, but like it had fallen off my radar. They hadn't done any hype about this thing at all. And all of a sudden they drop a trailer and it's like October 30th, right? I think it was October 30th. Maybe. That it's out and it's like, holy shit, that's really soon. Yeah. And I really love that they did like the super short hype period. They're not like, you know, here's the next trailer. It's coming in six fucking months. It's like, next month it's gonna be here that's cool yeah i i think uh disney plus needs to watch how they hype things because they dropped mandalorian as they're like big series when it first dropped and then there's nothing yeah like i mean covid hasn't helped anything but you know they they've got these all these marvel shows that nothing is dropping like there's going to be a mandalorian season two before there is a single other big budget draw like there there's a lot of small shows on that yeah so uh but yeah i mean it was cute whatever i mean i i don't know i i didn't the trailer didn't get me 
any more excited than I already was. Like, cause the way the first season left off, I was stoked. I'm in, I'm coming back for it. And there wasn't much that was shown that, that really did anything for me. I don't know. Like there was that cute little shot of, of the, the baby Yoda, you know, watching some action and like closing his cute little hibernation chamber or whatever. But I don't know. It, it didn't, didn't do much for me. I think that was the shot that concerned me the most because, uh, I, I've got mixed feelings about it. So the whole Baby Yoda thing, like, I mean, it was left open in the end of the last one. I'm a bit concerned that it's going to be too focused on that because they're like, oh, this thing is cute and makes money. And that's what we want to focus on now. Yeah, he's the story. And I think it'll it'll it may stifle proper character development and and what's going to go on if he's on an escort mission for this entire fucking series. I kind of hope that it that that portion of the plot like resolves itself in the first half of the season. And then something, it moves on to something else or something develops. Yeah. Or, or like if there's some way for the baby Yoda character to take a more active role somehow, but I mean, he's so childlike right now that like, you know, it it would be nice if it were, if it became an actual like father son relationship or like the, where the, where the younger character is learning something and developing for right yeah. now, he's just a baby. Yeah, exactly. And the the one thing that does excite me about it, though, is the prospect that perhaps we'll find some more out about whatever Yoda's species is. Yeah. Because, like, Star Wars is this weird beast where so much stuff has been canonized that, like, every single person in the fucking Mos Eisley bar scene has a backstory. Yeah. And yet Yoda's species remains unknown. Yeah, and, there was just two of them in the series yeah, before y- now. Yoda's got some backstory, but as far as like where he came from, what his people are, what planet they came from, what they do, like what their history is, there is fucking nothing. So this prospect of getting some of that, if they go into, you know, whatever that is, I don't, I don't know what the fuck it is. That is kind of exciting and cool. And so like, it would be cool if like halfway through, like he finds like a small colony of Yodai. and uh and you know he drops the fucking kid off and we get to like learn something new about the star wars universe that uh, we've never known before and it's cool well yeah and weren't they talking about in the trailer like how he had to find jedi to take the the child to so i mean for the listeners, you didn't see ben's ben's little like face the explanation of that is coming (laughs) see i'm i'm my my big draw with star wars is the jedi so i i am curious what they're up to in this interim between return of the jedi and force awakens even though i guess in force force awakens they're not really around so well i mean as far as like movie canon goes obi-wan was one of the last and and yoda and they they trained luke and then like And I guess it is a bit of a Star Wars tradition to uh, for everyone in the galaxy to just forget about Jedi. I don't know if they've got like some sort of like universal mind trick where like they just fucking disappear. But it's like they're like they call them like ancient mythical sorcerers in the fucking trailer. And it's like, dude, that was 30 years ago. No, not even that. Like Luke literally took down the Empire and is like like a fucking hero to the galaxy. That shit happened like. Five years ago, like Max. Yeah, that's like, that true. Shit just happened, and he—it wasn't like he was all cloak and dagger about it. He started a fu- apparently he started a Jedi Academy after that, 
And even before that, it was only 30 fucking years before they were like literally one of the ruling classes <laughs> in the fucking universe. It'd be like if we forgot who Ronald Reagan was, like Ronald Reagan, who the fuck is that? Yeah. The <laughs> mythical, <laughs> mythical Reaganomics. I don't believe in that shit. Yeah. Like, Star Wars. Like what? <laughs> so interesting. Yeah. Treating the Jedi like they're some mythical thing that no one believes in is f- fucking ridiculous. Like Mando himself is old enough to have been alive when the Jedi Council existed. Oh, yeah. For fuck's sake. How is this some sort of weird mystery? I, I, it boggles my mind how they keep going back to how Jedi are shrouded in mystery. You know, maybe, maybe that's just one of those lines that are taken out of context to create some sort of emotional response. To piss me off. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah it did it. <laughs> uh, but, like, you know, where, where I'm sure there are planets that either weren't part of the Federation or didn't have much interaction with, with other planets where they've just heard stories about Jedi that, that, uh, that's fair. Cause this occurs in the outer rim. Yeah. So I could understand them being a little bit separated from some of that. And even shit like, I mean, in the original star Wars, like, you know, Jedi are kind of considered maybe they didn't exist. And it's like, that was literally 30 years ago, guys. Yeah where they were like the super cops of the galaxy. How the fuck do you not know about You know, this? I could see Tatooine being one of those planets where it's like they've never dealt with these space wizards. Yeah, so exactly. Okay. So some of that, but... I get your frustration. But once Luke, as a Jedi, takes out the entire Empire, that's some fucking big news. Like, even out in the Outer Rim, I mean, like, clearly they know the Empire's gone. Well, I mean, maybe they just know about the Empire and the Rebellion. And they don't actually know about the one, you know, Jedi who is at the center of it all. All they actually hear about is the rebellion taking down the Empire. Possibly. Like, I'm not going to hear about, like, the one dude with a machine gun that that goes in and fucking takes down a terrorist cell. I'm just going to hear that America took down this terrorist cell. I guess. But, I mean, in the sequel trilogy, they're pretty plain about the fact that, like, everyone seems, at least everyone in that seems to know that, you know, the legend of Luke Skywalker... Well, everyone in the rebellion or the resistance. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Whatever. Fucking Star Wars. I, I guess polarizing yeah. people and events. But I, it would just be like, you need to find a Jedi dude. Like, oh, Jedi. I know what those are. They've done a lot of shit within the last fifty years. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why are you playing this weird, mysterious game? But whatever. I'm still excited about it. I'm gonna watch the shit out of it. Uh, I'm gonna have to get Disney Plus again. But. Uh... <laughs> yeah just free trial under your wife's name this time do you know how many episodes it's gonna be uh i think like seven or eight just like the first one. Oh, good because if there's one of those a week i can get it w- i can watch it with a two-month subscription <laughs> if they're smart they'll do nine and get an extra month out of everybody well people could also just wait two weeks and then do start the free trial and then binge the first few episodes but you got to wait two weeks then. Oh, you then shit's going to get spoiled. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, true. You don't want to do that. You better stay off the internet. They would, if they did nine, nine episodes, they'd get an extra month out of me. So that's that. Well, in uh, in one more bit of science fiction news, possibly, uh, let's see. We've got a, one of the original writers of uh, RoboCop, the screenwriter Ed Neumeyer. Uh, revealed to Movie Hole that he's working on a prequel series focusing on the life of a young Dick Jones. What? Yep. Why would that be interesting? <laughs> I don't know. But his quote says, uh, I'm, right, I'm, I'm working at MGM on it. With any luck, if MGM is willing, if we can find the partners, if we can get the pilot made, 
if we can convince a bunch of people, it has, uh, weird. That was the end of the sentence. It has all the cool <laughs> stuff. Uh, I guess, I guess that was, that was his, uh, his conditions, you know, that like, that's a lot of ifs I'm working them. If we can do this, if we can do that, if we can do the other, then he said, uh, it has all the cool stuff about RoboCop, except no RoboCop. It's going to be about the evolution of Richard Jones to Dick Jones, the story of OCP and how the world moves into the future, how the corporate world behaves. Yeah, it sounds like it's going to suck. Sounds stupid as shit. Yeah, I I have absolutely no interest in that at all. Like, I mean, I'm sure a very brilliant writer could come up with a very compelling story about, you know, the developing, you know, the 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 emergence of uh, of robotics in the police force and how I mean especially I mean I'm sure it could be social commentary on even today's country about oh, about yeah. if talking about the it, police force and privatizing security and yeah absolutely I mean it, to to make it relevant you'd almost have to like set it in today's world and and kind of carry that out to its logical extension rather than in a mythical like 1985 Detroit yeah or I guess this would be like 1980 to Detroit or whenever the fuck he was coming up. Uh, either way, I don't think I give a shit. No. Like, it's like RoboCop without RoboCop. Like, okay. Yeah, I'm out. No? Like, what is, what, what is that? Yeah, because... Red Foreman being an asshole? But it didn't <laughs> yeah. even sound like that would be in there. Well, the thing with, with RoboCop is that, like, Dick Jones was spearheading all the shit that was total robotics and fucking ed 209 and it wasn't until bob morton came in with the robocop idea that 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 anything happened so you wouldn't even have any like early prototype robocops or anything like that which which would still disappoint me like i want to see fucking robocop i want to see that fucking robocop sequel that we heard about a while back with uh fucking what's his name who did uh district nine and chappy and he was going to do the alien sequel that was like a direct sequel to aliens. Like he was talking about doing a RoboCop that was a direct sequel from the original movie. And I don't know. I haven't heard one single fucking thing about that since then, but that's what I want to see. I don't give a shit about a RoboCop prequel that doesn't have RoboCop or Dick Jones. Yeah. Fuck Dick Jones. He doesn't even wash his hands. Yeah. And he rubs his fingers through your hair. And, ugh, I'm an asshole. That goes for Dick Jones and whoever's trying to write this. Yeah, Ed Newmeyer, you motherfuck. <laughs> um, so uh, it appears Henry Cavill is going to be returning as Superman. Yeah, that's what the early reports are. Nothing's super confirmed. Ooh, that was not a pun, I swear. Um, from uh, from Warner Brothers or any uh, any serious outlets, but a lot of people are reporting this. Yeah, that he penned a, a three-movie deal, like proper movie, with options for cameos in other movies, uh, which is a lot of movies. Like three movies? Like they went from none to three? That seems like a lot to me. Yeah, I read a lot of different reports. Um, the The most consistent one just saying like a three-picture deal. I read one that went into more detail, uh, you know, about the separation from the three-picture deal and the the cameos, saying that it would be five or six movies altogether, you know, including the cameos. But um, one outlet that was, I mean, it's not like it's like Deadline or Variety or, or any super reputable source, but they were uh, reporting that um, that Cavill himself approached Warner Brothers with a uh, with an idea yeah, for for that. yeah for where to take a Superman movie, and apparently they were really impressed with it. So 
reportedly in this three picture deal, there's at least one solo Superman movie. And then uh, what I hear is that um, him being in the Black Adam movie, Black Adam, I don't know why I said it like that. Him being in the Black Adam movie is also um, part of that three picture deal, you know, like being being the uh, the foil to Black Adam, which I imagine it wouldn't be this first Black Adam movie unless that's just what they've been trying to work out. And and, you know, they weren't ready to announce it at DC Fandom. Yeah. Or they I mean, it, it didn't seem like they'd gotten super far on Black Adam so far, but super. I, I imagine uh, I was kind of expecting like Captain Marvel to be the foil there. But. Captain, you mean Brie Larson? That's a different company, Ben. No, you're the, thinking Shazam. No, the fucking yeah. Yeah, no. we're not allowed to call him Captain Marvel Fuck anymore. That. That's yeah, he's fucking, fucking bullshit. Ass bullshit. Yeah, but uh, yeah. From what I understand, Henry Cavill's got a lot. Like he's a he is a Superman fan. He's got a lot of reverence for the character. He's been really stoked about wanting to play him again. So. Yep. And he wants to portray a Superman closer to the comics version as opposed to weird, angsty, let his father die in a tornado for no fucking reason. Fuck, Superman. Don't remind me. Um, so if he can pull that off, uh, good. I'm for it. Yeah. I've been on record many times on this show saying that I'm, that I'm not the hugest fan of Cavill, but if it's going to get a new and possibly good Superman movie made, you know, like when they say these things, like, like they want to move in a lighter direction. Like I'm not scared with Superman that they're going to make it fucking like Marvelized. Like they personally, the Shazam movie to me, like it was just, it was too Marvel for me. Yeah. It was too jokey joke. I don't, I don't want that. Um, but I also don't want another man of steel necessarily or, or BVS, even though I enjoy those movies. Like, I want a Superman movie that has more of the spirit of the Reeve movies. Like, there's no reason why a Superman movie shouldn't have that spirit. That's Superman. If you disagree, fuck you. Money might be that reason. I don't know. Maybe they don't think that's marketable. See, I, I wish they would just try, you know, because they, they, they haven't... They haven't tried in so long, you know, like wait, Superman returns tried. I don't think it did. Like they were, they were trying to make him angsty and give him conflict in that too, with being a, being a father. And they also didn't spend time developing the Superman character, but I mean, yeah, the Superman they, movie or the Superman moments in that movie were fantastic. Yeah, I think they absolutely were trying to channel Richard Donner Superman in those movies. They were, but they just, they might not have done it successfully, but they yeah. were definitely trying. Exactly. Like, like they, they, they gave Superman too much angst, even in that, you know, being a stalker and, and a father and not giving him any lines and just being heartbroken over Lois the whole time. Like it, it just, just in those moments when he was Superman, like when he caught the plane, when he fucking did the, the car catch, um, or when he stopped the bank robbers or was flying through the city fixing things that that fucking were blowing up from Lex Luthor's experiment. Like, even though it wasn't much screen time, it was beautiful. Like, that was Superman. And that's how it should be. But fucking pervert Kevin Spacey got so much time to fucking chew up the scenery. Well, I got heated. I'm very passionate about my Superman. That's the glog damn truth. <laughs> so, in other DC news... Not a, not a damn week without it. <laughs> you started it. Um, yeah, I did, didn't I? The uh, There are reports right now, there are rumors that Warner Brothers has reportedly offered uh, Joaquin Phoenix 
$50 million to star in two Joker sequels. I mean, if I was him, I'd do it. Yeah, why not? If I was me, I wouldn't give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I am me. Yeah. And also, uh, there, there are early reports that will shock nobody at all that Warner Brothers would love to find a way to tie this into the Robert Pattinson Batman franchise. Of course they would. Yeah. I, I don't think that movie needs a sequel. I don't, I don't see where taking that character or anything, you just, I don't know. I just don't care to see it. See, I think he did a great job for what he was doing. I don't think he did a super great job of being the Joker. I think he did a good job in the role that that movie presented him, which does not need more movies. Agreed. I I think the biggest thing they have going for them, and I think it's their only chance to take it somewhere else interesting, is the the blatant um, unreliable narrator aspect of it. That like if you if you want to do something different with the Joker sequel and still use Joaquin Phoenix. Guess what? You can be in any time you want and any place you want, which would still be Gotham. But that was a story that was just the the ravings of a lunatic. You know, that 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 was that could essentially be the killing joke to the comic book Joker, where it's like none of that is necessarily true. Yeah. And and I think with a character like the Joker, it might not necessarily cheapen that movie. Because it was such a such a piece of its own that if they decided to all of a sudden put him in a universe where Batman does exist, I don't know. I think it's possible. I think I think somebody more talented than me could make something compelling out of it. And I think if they if they had filmmakers like Todd Phillips and and everybody who did the original one who were clearly talented enough to make that picture. That I don't know. I I would trust if they had if they had a new idea, you know, a new direction. Well, they didn't have a whole lot of new ideas in the first one, though, either. I don't know. I think the whole thing was was a new idea for Joker, at least. Well, yeah, it was. I mean, King Taxi of, Driver. It was Taxi Driver and King of Comedy. Insert Joker. So I mean, what are they going to do? Like Scarface. Insert Joker next time. Goodfellas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, I, it was a good movie. It 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 touched on a lot on really a lot on the themes of some other movies, but like put a Joker spin on it, which was cool. Like I liked yeah. it, but uh, I I don't see where they go with that. That makes me get excited. That's for sure. Have you seen it a second time since the first time? No. Well, of course, I guess I, I guess that was a bit redundant because, of course, it would be a second time if if it was since, since the first, the first time. time. Yeah. Um, but I went back and watched it a second time. Granted, I'd had a few drinks, but I, I remember stepping out of the theater after we saw it the first time and thinking, I'm never going to see this again. I don't need to. It was good. Whatever. But I'm good. I think I still enjoyed it on the second time. I may have enjoyed it more. Just yeah. giving some time. So I don't know. I if they If they're doing it, they're going to get my money. Uh, yes, they are. <laughs> and if they want to tie it into to Battinson, because I think it's pretty clear that that Robert Pattinson's Batman is in a universe separate from the DCEU, the way they they've structured yeah, it. Yeah, I I I wouldn't mind seeing them clash. I mean, it wouldn't bother me. Yeah. I mean, I think Joaquin Phoenix did a great job in it, and so I think he adds value to most of the things he does. So if there's going to be another you know, Rob at Bat and Bat movie, why not throw him in it too? And I, I think too that Joaquin Phoenix and Todd Phillips 
are the type of people that that the way they approach the Joker, I think if they were going to revisit the Joker, they would want to do something entirely different. So it would be really interesting to see what Joaquin Phoenix would do with a Joker that was more Joker and less Arthur Fleck becoming the Joker. Like if yeah. the script called for him to be more sadistic and evil, like I'd be really interested to see what Joaquin Phoenix could do with that. I bet he'd do good. So, um, so I've got a bunch of, uh, gaming news. Yeah. So, uh, I, I guess the big dick in the room is, uh, Xbox and, uh, PlayStation five finally released their fucking pricing. Cause they, mm-hmm. they, they had to, I mean, the, the consoles are coming out in November now. So, uh, they both kind of came out and they're close to on par with each other. It's, it's interesting the way they're doing it. So, uh, the simple one is uh, PS5 came out. They said they're going to be it's going to be 4.99 and uh, 3.99 for their digital edition. That's the one without a Blu-ray drive, no physical media. And I've got it in my notes here that after I wrote the prices down for the PS5, I wrote Ben called it. Oh, good. You Did totally I? called it. Yeah, you called the 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 cheaper price model for the uh, for the digital only. Woo! I didn't I didn't keep <laughs> track of that myself, but um, but they got. Uh, and and reportedly for the PS5, like m- most PS4 games will be backwards compatible. So you should be able to put them in unless you buy the digital edition, then you're not going to be able to put your discs in anything. Uh, so only the things that you bought digit, you know, bought from the PlayStation store and downloaded would be backwards compatible then. That sucks. Cause I mean, I never even had a PS4. Yeah. So, but if you did like paying the extra hundred bucks might, be worth it i think it might be worth it anyway just just to have that option for game libraries right uh i I like physical media so i would agree with that generally so then uh microsoft came out and announced their um considerably more interesting pricing model yes yeah i didn't hear about this so the series x is also 4.99 uh they're coming out with the series s which doesn't have a disk drive but also has less processing power and less RAM. And if it, like, it is a, a dumbed down version. It's not just missing the optical drive so that like, it won't be 4k native for video and stuff. It, it, you know, so it will be a lesser system. I guess it's still considerably more powerful than the Xbox one X. So it is still a step up, but it's only two ninety nine. Oh shit. And it only comes with 500 gigabytes of storage too. So it's, it's got a lot less storage and is it expandable at all? Yes, but you have to, you know, buy it through Microsoft. You're going to oh, pay through the teeth for it. Probably. So it wouldn't be like a, like a external USB drive like you could do back in the day. No. Yeah. They, they fucking put the kibosh on that. That shit. sucks. Cause 500 gigs was the low end of the, the Xbox yeah. one, especially for a, a, a system with no disc drive. Like yeah. everything's got to be installed on it. Um, it, it seems, I think it's more casual. It's not a gamer's device. You know? Yeah. Like if you're, if you're really into having the right shit, uh, this is not for you. It's, yeah. It's, it's more for like families and yeah. arcade games and stuff. It's the one you buy for your kids. Yeah. Now, the other thing they're doing that's kind of weird is they're offering them, I, I guess as a subscription model, uh, because Microsoft loves to make you subscribe to products. Yeah. They did that with Office years ago, and it pisses me off. I can't just <laughs> buy it and own it. Nope, I got to pay them every month for the privilege of being able to use Excel. 
Just use Google Sheets, bitch. Yeah, Microsoft isn't great for much, but fucking Excel's a fuck of a lot better than Google Sheets. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. So what they're doing is the, the Series S will be 25 bucks a month for two years, but you get Game Pass with it. And 35 for the Series X. Now, those numbers, if you do a little bit of math, sure, you get, you get Game Pass with it, so you're getting some added value there, but you're paying uh, almost $600 for the Series S and almost $840 for the Series X. Over two years? Over two years. So it's a 0% loan you, you, that you pay off over two years. Game Pass with it, which I guess is a $15 a month value for now. I don't know. Maybe that gets cheaper over time or is that for expensive? streaming games or so you can download games because then that just goes right into the fucking hard drive space. Kind of both. I, I think they're supposed to be launching the X cloud or they keep changing the name of it. I don't remember what they're calling it right now, but where you can stream games to it and or stream games to your phone or fucking whatever, if you have the service, but I am not a fan of the subscription thing there. Yeah. If you're paying 35 bucks a month, you're paying $840 for your console. You're getting Game Pass, which is cool. Game Pass is like one of the best values in gaming right now. So they're, that's neat, but I don't know. It, it's a little weird to me. I think I'd rather just, you know, save up and fork out the $499 myself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I saw like just somebody post a meme about PS5 dropping their price and then Xbox dropping their price too, but then all of a sudden, like the meme was implying that the Xbox uh, Series X is significantly better than the PS5, but I don't know enough about about hardware. Looking at this stuff, it doesn't seem like there's a super significant difference between them. I mean, I'm not super familiar with uh, like processor specs or any of that shit, but they both look like they're going to be great systems. And and a lot of developers are going to be most developers are going to be developing games for both of them. And so you're not going to, you're probably not going to see a big difference between one and the other. Your difference will be in the few exclusive titles that are out there. And like a fucking Spider-Man game that I still haven't played for Glogdam PS4. Yep. Just like that. So <sighs> that's kind of cool. Uh, I'm glad they finally got off the pot or chat. One of the two. Maybe both. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, in a completely unrelated uh, topic because I think I'm out of uh, I think I'm out of segues. Did you see the Hulu Animaniacs teaser? I did not. Oh, it was cool. Um, I mean, there there wasn't really hardly anything to show for uh for footage, but you did see uh the return of Rob Paulson and Tress McNeil and Jess Harnell as the uh the Yakko Wacko and Dot. Uh, doing their voices there. You saw we have uh, Maurice LaMarche coming back as Pinky and then Rob Paulson's brain. So there's at least going to be Pinky in the brain. And um, they showed some storyboards and they talked about the the series itself and bringing it back. And they showed a quick little like uh, intro thing that was, you know, like the, the kids at the water tower where it was almost like it was just recreated in the new style. And then it does some like wipe over to the old one just so you can compare real quick. It looks pretty good. I, I'd say it was not totally dissimilar to DuckTales, you know, like maybe just a okay. little bit more simplistic, but the animation itself was really fluid. Like they're they're pumping some money into it. Neat. I mean, Animaniacs is going to hinge on the writing. Yep. Animation's cool. Like I hope it looks good and it's nice and fluid and all that. But uh, that show was 100% 
writing dependent. Like that's what made that show good. Yeah. So, uh, we'll see if that's there. Yeah. You should check that little feature ad out because I know you were super excited for it. So I'm, I'm kind of surprised you didn't see it. I didn't see it because I don't look. <laughs> it didn't come across my feed, so I didn't see it. Um, so Facebook Connect happened. It used to be Oculus Connect. It's like their big VR event, and uh, Facebook decided it's theirs now. I mean, they bought Oculus, so I guess they can do that. Yeah. And they announced the uh, Quest 2 right after I bought the first one. and it's uh, Motherfuckers. Yeah. It's more powerful, lighter, kind of supposedly better in every way, according to Mark Zuckerberg. And uh, also like $100 cheaper. <laughs> Fuck. But, uh, I, you know, I, I, I looked at a couple of reviews of it, and, and they're making it cheaper. They definitely had to make some trade-offs that uh, don't make me regret my purchase of a Quest as much. Okay, that's cool. Like the head strap now, instead of being that plastic thing, it's like a like a backpack, like a, you know, nylon backpack strap. Ew. I like the way your headset fits on the head and secures. Yeah. It feels yeah. it feels good. The IPD adjustments only got like three presets instead of like sub-millimeter accuracy and all that. So it's, it's going to fit less people better. The, you, for like 50 extra bucks, you could buy a better head strap that fits on it. But Of course. It looks cool though. Like, I mean, it, it's got the new XR2 processor in it, which is like built for VR. And sp- it's like the new, the new go-to for all the VR sets coming out. So it's... Uh, that's cool, but uh, you will have to have fa- a Facebook account to use it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they, they showcased a bunch of stuff about, like, venues and horizons, like their weird little, like, Facebook world you can build. I just don't give a shit about it. Yeah, fucking Zuckerberg. I'm, I'm going to hashtag on Twitter fucking Zuckin Fuckerberg. Yeah, fuck that guy. Weird lizard person and or robot. Yeah. Uh, but... The bright side of this is uh, the 64 gigabyte one's freaking 299. The old Quest was 399. I got a feeling for at least for any of the people that upgrade, keep an eye out. There's going to be some cheap Quest ones out there because uh, they basically absolutely destroyed the resale value on these things. Like five months ago, they were selling for like 500 bucks on the resale market because they were hard to come by. They're going to be near worthless now. Ching, I'm in. Yeah. So yeah, you, I mean, keep an eye out. You might be able to pick one up for like 150 bucks somewhere. Which oh, I'm down. Yeah. I was already telling Angelina about Beat Saber. Yeah. So keep an eye out on the used Quest market. There may be some shit popping up. With, you know, for the folks that upgrade, wanting to get something for their old one, and they're, I mean, they obviously can't get 300 bucks for it because you could just buy a new one for that. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of cool. Um, also, they announced some new games. There's going to be an Assassin's Creed and a Splinter Cell uh, and, and a, uh, a new Star Wars game, Tales from the Galaxy's Edge, which looks pretty cool. Okay. But the ones that I'm most excited about is uh, uh, there's a Puzzle Bobble game that's going to be coming out that looks pretty cool. Is that similar to like the old Bust a Move Puzzle Bobble games? Yeah. Oh, cool. Except in VR. And uh, they got a, a, a multiplayer Beat Sabers coming. Okay. Which I don't know what that means, but sure, multiplayer is cool. There's a, like a Jurassic Park survival game, sort of like okay. survival horror game. All right. They showed some clips of where like you're know, running from running away from dinosaurs and like hiding under tables and like the Velociraptor walking around and shit. <laughs> uh, and uh, VR Mist. 
No shit. I think that was like the most exciting thing I saw in there. I think that's going to be the selling point for Angelina. She fucking loves Myst. Yeah. 25-year-old game in VR, uh, but like remastered for it. And that game would be pretty fucking rad in VR, I think. It would be a lot of fun. That's exactly what it was in the early days. Yeah, like it, right? it was proto-VR when you're just on your fucking 486. Yep. So uh, that shit looks cool. I'm excited about Mist, if nothing else, out of fucking yeah. Connect. <laughs> so how about, because all I've got left on my list is a bunch of Marvel news, but none of it is super huge. So how about some quick hits? Yeah, because I haven't heard any of it. More than likely. Yeah, well, I'm sure you've heard about this one. Uh, my note just says Marvel and Disney can do no wrong because Chris, Chris Evans shared a dick pic on social media and everyone's okay with it. <laughs> yeah, he did. What and, the fuck? And it took me a while to find it too. Cause like the internet, like you imagine like a celebrity puts their wiener online and it's pretty easy to find, but no, man, like it's been like scrubbed from everywhere. And mo- like when you Google it, like all you get is like the major news outlets talking about Chris Evans, wee wee. And, uh, None of them are going to show pictures of it. So I had to go to my good buddy Reddit and uh, find it under the uh, aptly named subreddit, Our Celebrity Penises, where someone not only posted the picture, they retouched it so that it had better lighting. Yeah, just so you could see it. Yeah, when, <laughs> when I first heard about it, I mean, like, like I, I remember seeing some Twitter post, I, and I think it was some other celebrity who was just like, Chris Evans dick, damn, mm, or some shit. Like, like, she was fucking thirsty for this thing. I don't know. You you found the picture. What'd you think? Look like a dick. Yeah, it's a wiener. I mean, I'm not a, a connoisseur of uh, phalluses, so uh, it looked like a penis. I mean, like it wasn't like deformed or small or crooked. So yeah, and there wasn't really any perspective. You know, like like there was no like hand next to it or yeah, you could see his face. like leg going away from it because that's where penises are located. But yeah. uh, it looked like a good healthy cock. I yeah, guess. whatever. I, you know, <laughs> I, I just love how, how it, it was treated with such like a, <laughs> oh, Chris Evans, you scamp. I mean, and he didn't like send it to someone like, Hey, look at this. It was a, it was an accident, I yeah. guess. So, uh, whatever. Fucking sometimes people have pictures of their own dicks on their phone and sometimes they accidentally post them to Twitter. <laughs> I guess. I guess that's a thing. <laughs> In other Marvel news, Chris Hemsworth has uh, reportedly come out saying he is not done with the MCU after Thor Love and Thunder. So he he apparently plans on sticking with the MCU for a while, which makes him even more so like the longest running yeah. original MCU guy. Is he still going to be Thor or is he going to like be a extra or uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> someone wonder, else? Yeah, I wonder if they turn him into a more regular dude and tie him in with Guardians of the Galaxy, but... If he's not Thor, then what's he doing space adventuring? I don't know. And if he's not Thor, what's he doing anywhere at all? So, yeah, like, because supposedly, like, Natalie Portman's supposed to take over, right? At least for this flick. But, I mean, without spoiling anything, if you read the comic books, Lady Thor has a limited run. I mean, she's she's still not, I mean, she's not still Thor in the comic books. What happened, like, while she was Thor in the comics, what was regular Thor doing? Was he dead? Or was he, like, hanging out? Was he, like, on a vacation? No, he did not have Mjolnir. He was still Thor elsewhere, but he was, like, wielding an axe. Well, he did that in fucking Infinity War. 
Yeah, look at that. Like he already didn't have Mjolnir. Oh, weird. Okay. So maybe that's what he's going to be doing in, in that movie. And then maybe they will and then move See, on to like Asgardians of the galaxy or some shit. That's what they were originally going to do. And apparently it seems like, like the, that is no longer the plan, but I also don't see Natalie Portman doing multiple movies in the MCU. I don't know if I can see a world where she's going to be a good Thor. Yeah. I, I'm I don't like her. I'm not sure I've seen anything she's done that I've been like, wow, that was great. Yeah. So, um, and she's so tiny. Like, unless she, I mean, like, you know, Hollywood folks, they'll bulk up some. So maybe she's going to get all cut and fucking look the part, but she's just so thin and small. Yeah. Well, and speaking of bulking ladies up. Oh, there we go. Back to the same. Yeah. We uh, um, thought you were out. On our, on our next bit of news, uh, actress Tatiana Maslani has been cast in the role of She-Hulk. Uh, Tatiana no Maslani was in the show Orphan Black. Never watched it. Me either. Um, she's apparently also in the new Perry Mason series that I think might be on HBO Max. Didn't even know that existed. Yep. Uh, but <laughs> apparently people are stoked about it. She is an Emmy winner. Oh. Um, she was nominated three times for a role in, in Orphan Black, which all I heard about on the John Campia show was that she's a person who plays many clones of herself. So she's had a chance to show like a lot of range between different characters, just playing clones of a character. So I, is she Hulk getting a whole movie? Uh, no, it's a uh, Disney Plus series. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I wonder, is she still going to be a lawyer? Yep. Because that's cool. Yeah. In the official synopsis, <laughs> I don't have it in front of me, but it just basically lays it out like it is in the comic books where she's a lawyer. She gets a blood transfusion from her cousin, Bruce Banner, and becomes a She-Hulk. But she retains her uh, her intelligence and personality when she's hulked out. Yeah. Which in comic books, she was always hulked out, but it... She was always green. Yeah. At least. Yeah. She was green and big and buff. Yeah. But she could get like... She could hulk out and get like... Buffer, I don't like tougher. Not, not for the most part. In, in more recent years, she has done that, and 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 in the comic books, more recently, they've had her like Hulk out, like real Hulk style, like get mindless berserker. Oh, really? Yeah, but back in the day, she was always just buff and big and sassy. Like I remember in the Hulk cartoon in the nineties, she was just fucking like Miss Flirty Sassy Pants, She Hulk. It was. Very entertaining. I enjoyed it. Next quick hit. Uh, Jonathan Majors from the, uh, I think this is also also HBO Max uh, series, Love Lovecraft Country. Yeah, I have not seen it yet because I don't have HBO Max, but I've heard good things about it. I've heard it's great and I've heard he's great. Um, he has apparently joined the cast of Ant-Man 3 and reports are, early, early insider reports are that he's playing Kang the Conqueror, who is the uh, oh, Marvel's cool. like, time traveler villain so it could be setting up the next big bad of the mcu possibly if they throw him away in one movie it's going to be a shame because he is a big avengers villain yeah and the last bit i have here i'm not sure what's going to happen but apparently in thor comic books i believe it was comic books maybe it was iron man comics thor's uh hammer dropped to earth and it apparently had iron man's phone number on it so, uh, what we are going to do is we're going to call Iron Man on the air. You ready? Oh, wait, like it had like a real phone number on it? It is not a 555. There is a real number. And I purposely did not look into what would happen when you called it. 
I'm going to speakerphone it. Oh, that's going to be a terrible recording. Oh, it's going to be great. You should ask for Tony if they answer. It'll be the first time they heard that, I'm sure. (laughs) I'd stop answering my phone, too. Wait, what the fuck? Turn their voicemail off. <laughs> this is so disappointing. <laughs> Fuckers. Do I give up? Yeah, I mean, I'll stop ringing eventually. Hi, you've reached Patrick. I'm currently out of the office. Please leave a message and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Thanks. Leave your message and at leave the tone. Message? Press pound when finished. Tony, is this you? Tony? I may have the wrong number. I'm calling for Tony. Well, I guess nobody's going to answer anyway, but... Give me a call back. This is Tony's number. What? Patrick something or other? Uh, we should probably bleep that name out of there, but... I mean, Marvel fucking put him on blast. Fucking, they got a bigger podium than we do. I wonder if I've got the... <laughs> Did you get the right number? <laughs> Wait, that does not look right. Oh, John. <laughs> Whatever. Fuck Patrick. What's his name? That's really weird. Well, we got to call the right number. <laughs> I know. I wonder I wonder what the area code for... I mean, I bet that's a New York area code. <laughs> Did you get the number wrong? <laughs> I was off by one number. <laughs> my, my fucking fat thumbs. <laughs> Oh, okay. Definitely bleep that name out. Um, okay. Wait, let me just make sure. Two and two, nine, three, three, four, one, three, three, not four, one, four, three. <laughs> I bet that's not the first time that's happened to him. Though. He's probably like, what the fuck is going on? Okay. <laughs> Let's try calling Iron Man again. Oh, wow. Imagine if that guy actually answered. <laughs> Tony? Tony, is that you? Oh, man, I I actually feel kind of bad. And you know what a nervous motherfucker I am. I'm sitting here going, oh, oh, this is weird. I don't know what's going to happen. Oh, fuck, I'm probably going to get a call back from that guy. What the fuck are you doing calling me at? I mean, if it's a New York number, it's like 4.30 in the morning there. (laughs) Why didn't he answer? (laughs) 212-970-4133. Oh, man. (laughs) <laughs> I fucked that up so bad. <laughs> and I knew when I looked at it, I was like, something looks off. It was just one number. Okay, here we go. Hi. Yes, this is Iron Man. However, due to some big blonde jerk, I no longer use this number. But hey, nice try anyway. For all things Tony Stark, please visit www.tonystarkironman.com and uh, try and stay safe out there, yeah? I'm busy enough as it is. All right, that's more like it. (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, I'm really glad I didn't say this is John Williams from the Geek Exploration podcast. Or from Geek Exploration (laughs) the podcast. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. uh, Patrick, who's it? What's it? Yeah, bleepity, bleepity blue. Um, Wow. All right, well, that's it. Bye, everyone. Reviews. Oh, yeah, we've got reviews. Yeah, we got some uh, new reviews. Uh, 
on the the good old internets. Yeah. I will start with Bill M34002. This came in on Sunday. It's a five-star review with the title saying, A Show to Geek Out To. Um, he says, The hosts have fun banter about all things geek. They clearly do their homework on their topics and create a consistently fun and interesting show for anyone into geek culture. Thank you very much. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's the dude from uh, the Drunk Guys Book Club podcast. Oh, cool. They're actually really fun. They... Uh, it's good. You like it? It is good. I do like it. They, uh, they, I listened to their episode on uh, the Martian Chronicles. Oh, cool! Yeah, and it was neat. They, 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 they have actually really good, insightful analysis and stuff. Also, while making uh, a lot of jokes, so uh, go check them out. It was yeah. fun. I can recommend it. The second one we got is from Jen McQuaid. Um, I believe from the Shocked and Applaud podcast. Yeah, Shocked and Applaud. We just played their promo, promo on, yeah. on the last show, yeah. And it says, there's a reason John and Ben are still going strong two years into the show. They love what they do. Their passion on so many topics, as well as how they interact with and teach each other along the way, are superb. And you can tell they care about the show's production quality. Started with Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy episode, but they've got so many greats. Always coming back to the show when there's time. Subscriber for life. Woo! Yeah, thank you, Jen. Thank you very much. They did a uh, three-part, each episode, almost an hour-long series on, on almost all the movies they do. But one of them was The Brave Little Toaster. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, so they were able to talk about The Brave Little Toaster for three hours. That is a talent that I don't have. Well, yeah. I love that movie, but... You yeah. you made a connection with them on Twitter, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, because the first time I had heard their promo was was on our show. And honestly, like, I wanted to go check them out after that. Like, I really enjoyed that promo. They sound super fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I think it's better than our promo. We should pick better Or we should only like, play that's a solid promo, promo shittier than ours. Yeah. Thankfully, we never play our promo on our show. So <laughs> yeah, no shit. Listeners will never know. <laughs> we should do that. Just, just every every other episode, play our own <laughs> promo on there. Hey, here's a, and and set it up. Here's a show you should listen to. Go listen to us. Yeah, but yeah. Thank you guys for the reviews. That was awesome. And uh, keep making good shows. Yeah, we truly appreciate it. Um, so I think that's it. Yeah, send us a message, uh, email at geeksplore.com if you uh, if you want to. Social medias, Facebook, Geek Exploration, the podcast page, Twitter, Geek Explore Pod, Instagram, Geek Exploration Podcast. Yeah, and if you want to be cool like Jen or Bill, leave us a review and uh, we'll read it on the show, just like we just did. Yeah. And our theme song is Celebration. Yeah, it is. By Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Uh-huh. See you later. Thanks, everyone. Bye.